I too would like to thank you for being here this morning to participate in this service as we assemble and worship God. It's always a blessing to have visitors. If you consider yourself a visitor, we are especially glad you're here. Hope you'll stick around a little bit after services and get a, give us a chance to get to know you a little bit better. This morning, I'm going to speak for a short period of time about the glory of God. I say short because those of you that have looked at this subject in Strong's or some other reference material know that there are literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of verses in this book that reference God's glory in one way or another. But today, we're going to talk about a few things that I hope you will find encouraging and maybe enlightening as we look at God's glory. You know, in Psalms 19 and 1, we read, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Now, I know probably everybody here at one time or another has been out out of the metroplex where you can actually see the stars and see the heavens and God's creation there. Maybe you've been in the mountains or way out in West Texas where there's no other light except God's creation. And you have seen what our eyes will allow us to behold as we look up into the heavens and we see the billions of stars, billions of galaxies that God spoke into existence. Think about that. God spoke and they all came into being. The heavens truly declare his glory. I hope that each of us will take time to reflect on that and remember it. Because I'm afraid that in a lot of cases, you know, as we go through our busy lives, we really don't even think about that, do we? We just kind of take it for granted. We're here. We rise up in the morning. We've got 101 things to do. We've got family issues, we've got work issues or school issues, we've got all these different activities that are going on after work, and we're so busy, our lives are so hectic, that as we go through our day, we just don't think about God's glory. It's all around us. You can't help but notice it if you will just take time to do so. That's true for me, just like it is for you. You need to take time to just pause, take a breath, and look out on God's glorious creation and see what he has done for us. Slow down and let God speak to us about his glory by all the things around us. Look up glory, you're going to see that it's defined in different ways. Praise and honor and worship, all of those things certainly apply. 
as you think about God and his glory, I think you would agree that all of those things apply to our God and what he's done for us. If you look at Revelations 5 and 13, we'll read there that in every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them heard I saying, blessings and honor and glory and power be unto him that setteth upon the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. This is John's brief glimpse into heaven and what's going on there. Think about it. every creature which is in heaven, every creature on the earth, every creature under the earth, in the sea, everything God has made declares his blessings, honor, power, and glory. Does that describe you? When's the last time you thought about that? If it doesn't describe you, I pray that you will begin to think about taking the time to do that in your daily lives. Because, you know, Satan would like nothing better than to have all of us go through our life here on earth and not think about God at all. Except maybe on Sunday or Wednesday night or whenever we're actually out doing church work. And get us so tied up and twisted up in the cares of this world and in the hectic lifestyle we now have to contend with that we just don't think about it. We don't think about what he's done. Psalms 104 and 31 reads, The glory of the Lord shall endure forever. The Lord shall rejoice in his works. There's two very important points here. Number one, God's glory is going to endure forever. Long after this earth has been melted away, long after we've all ceased to walk on the earth, God's glory will still remain. It will never end. I pray that we will all have the opportunity to be in heaven where we can praise, honor, and glorify God continually. But we're not in heaven right now. We're on earth. But notice the second part of this verse. The Lord shall rejoice in his works. Have you ever stopped and realized that you are a part of God's works? God created you, just like he created me. He created all of us. We are the most precious of God's creation. We are the only thing God created in his own image. We are the only being God created and gave a soul to. You are part of God's works that he rejoices in. Remember that. Don't let that get away from you. 
you are a very special person to God. You're a very special person to all of us here. You may not realize it, but we love you. We all love each other. God loves you. You're part of the glory of God. Never forget that. Revelations 1 and 6. This is Jesus talking. Jesus said, Hath made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Jesus made us kings and priests. When you chose to obey the gospel, when you chose to become a child of God, you became kings and priests in God's kingdom. You know, that is a very awesome thing to think about. That's who you are. That's what you are. Do you live like it? Does your life reflect that type of commitment? Do you honor and glorify God in your life as one of his kings and priests? Do you help spread the gospel of Christ? If not directly and overtly, but at least you live the life that's going to reflect God's power. You know, as, as people, the Lord tells us that we can plant the seed of the gospel. We can water that seed, but only God gives the increase. Do you do your part to plant and water those seeds of the gospel with the life you live? You know, you come in contact with people every day. Probably most of us come in contact with the same people pretty consistently in our lives because we work with them. They're neighbors. They're families of the kids that our kids are running around with and are playing sports with and are doing things with. Does your life reflect the glory of God? Does your life reflect that you are one of God's kings and priests? That's what Jesus did for you when you obeyed the gospel. When your sins were washed away, you came up out of that water as a king and a priest to God. Do you live like it? Do those that you come in contact with see that in your life? I pray that that happens, because without it, the chances of those people that you're coming in contact with being influenced positively for God and the gospel become very, very small. And God tells us only he's going to give the increase, but we've got to do the planting and the watering. Remember that in your life. Remember what you have been blessed with. Psalm 71 and 17. 
O God, thou hast taught me from my youth, and hereto have I declared thy wondrous works. What are God's wondrous works in your life? I dare say there's nobody here that can even comprehend all of God's wondrous works in your life. You could sit here and think about more and more things all day long. You know, just think about all the stuff that we experienced just today. You know, we're here with God's family. Jesus, the church, God's people. Those are all wondrous works that God has acted upon and blessed us with. The person sitting next to you, your family, your life, health, happiness, your freedoms. And something that only God's children can enjoy. The peace that surpasses all understanding. All those are God's blessings. All those are part of the wondrous works that God has blessed his people with. Remember that. Think about that. God's glory produces all of these things. His glory is what makes us who we are. And I hope we live lives that reflect the glory of God. Revelations 4 and 11. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Everything. God's created everything. Whatever it is that you count as a blessing, God has created. Be thankful for it. They were created for his pleasure. Now, I know there's somebody sitting out there right now thinking about you know, God created everything, but you know, right now I've got some problems in my life. Some of the stuff God created is kind of tough on me right now. I'd like to get rid of those challenges. Makes life kind of difficult. We all go through those kind of times, don't we? Bad things happen to good people. I'd like for you to think about what Peter said in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 7 and 8. That the trial of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found into praise and honor and glory at the, begin at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen you love, in whom though now you see him not, yet believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. What's God saying here? That trial you're going through right now? It's trying your faith? It's creating issues in your life that you have to deal with? That's more pre much more precious to God than gold. 
that trial of your faith is the most precious thing to God that you have. Because as you deal with these problems and these issues, your faith will be strengthened, I pray. And you will be honored and glorified in the end because of it. So what are the problems in your life? We have a lot of health issues here with our family. Y'all all know who we are, who the people are that are dealing with these health issues. We have marriage issues. We have family issues. Financial issues. Maybe it's your job. Maybe it's school. Maybe it's relationships outside of your family. How do you deal with those things? Do we become angry or bitter? Stressed out and worried? Withdrawn? Sullen? How do we deal with those things? You know, God has promised not to allow us to be tried or tested more than we can bear. He's also told us that all things work together for good to those that love the Lord, to them who are called according to his purpose. And brethren, I readily admit, we go through trials in this life that we cannot see what possibly could come of good out of them? We don't know. But God knows. I can think of things that's happened in my life that it was literally decades before I could see what the good that came out of that was. Perhaps you're in one of those places right now. We all go through those times. We all go through those trials and tribulations. Instead of reacting as the world would react, with bitterness, anger, envy, and strife, put your faith, your trust, and your hopes in God. Life's filled with lots of ups and downs. Some of them are minor, some of them are pretty major. But the trial of your faith is more precious to God than gold. Remember that. You're going to come through this. God's going to make sure you come through this. So put your faith, hope, and trust in God and cast your cares and burdens on him. And proceed on with your life as God intends. In Isaiah 6 and 3, this is one of those times when Isaiah got a glimpse into heaven. And he sees the angels in heaven crying one to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Brothers and sisters, that's me and you. That's me and you. The whole earth 
is full of his glory. Don't forget that. Don't forget that. Take time to look out and see God's glorious works in your life. And rejoice that you have been made kings and priests in God's kingdom. Psalms 97 and 6, the heavens declare his righteousness and all the people see his glory. That's everybody. Most people probably see the glory of God and never think another thing about it. But as God's children, we need to stop and pause and take a breath and think about God's glory and what he's done for us and how that affects us. Kings and priests, that's what Christ made us. Are you a child of God today? If you're not, would you become a child of God? You're here this morning. Obviously, you believe in God. You believe Jesus is the Son of God? Do you have sin in your life? If you haven't been baptized for remission of your sin, you have sin in your life. Do you want to get rid of it? You know, God offers the opportunity to do that. He gives us the way to wash away our sins and to arise and walk a new life. Remember what Peter told the Jews on the day of Pentecost? Arise and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and wash away your sins calling on the name of the Lord and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. What is that gift? Forgiveness of our sins. It's the ability to walk with God. It's being made kings and priests in God's kingdom. That's what's available to anybody that chooses to obey the gospel of Christ. And you know, you think about the lost sheep, you know, in Matthew 18, Jesus tells us a parable about one of those sheep that got lost. And how that the shepherd would go out seeking that sheep. And when he finds it and returns it, he will rejoice more over that than the 99 that were still back in the sheepfold. Perhaps you started down that walk with the Lord. And some of those trials that we talked about, those issues that come up in life, maybe they've knocked you into the ditch. And you had not been able to get out of the ditch. Maybe you need the prayers of God's people to get you back on the road to serving God and to let go of those things that have put you in the ditch. That's what we're here for. As God's people, that's one of the things we do for each other. We would love to do that for you today.
if you desire to become a child of God, to be a king and priest in God's kingdom, the water's here, it's ready. Or if you would desire the prayers of the church for any reason, we invite you to come as we stand and sing. Just as I...